0: You're listening to the Tamar Yonah Show here at Israel News Talk Radio. And we are live, if you are listening on Sunday, between the hours of 4 to 5 p.m. Holy Time, right here in the land of Israel, or if it's between 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, that means that we are live on this Sunday and you can, you can call into the show if you want to weigh in on any of the issues that we're speaking about. If you have a comment or a question, our numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Today, we are going to be talking, this is, by the way, the 107th day of the war with Gaza. And we still have not destroyed the Hamas the Hamas is still firing rockets at Israeli civilian communities. Who'd have thought? The, you know, this comes with arrogance of the establishment, the, the government, I should say, the leadership, to be more precise, that, that used to brag, well, we can take Gaza in two days if we need to. And then it became two weeks, and now, 107 days later, we, they are still able to fire off rockets at our population. All right. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the war a little bit and also remember the Maine. And the Maine meaning the ship, spelled M-A-I-N-E. We'll be talking about that. U.S. national status. Also, normalized massacres. What's that about? The value of agreements. That depends what part of the world you're in or who you're dealing with, and America's cynical humor. Uh, my co-host is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's authored over 90 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. And he commentates on Mideast and world issues. I want to welcome to the show Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right. Remember the Maine okay just a, a brief historical
1: reminder for people who are not familiar with American history uh, Maine was a an American naval battleship uh, it was sunk in, in Havana in 1898 um, at the time the shouts the, the war cry remember the Maine was the excuse used or the reason used whatever um to go, for America to declare war on Spanish, the, the Spanish-American War. Spanish-American War was the war that basically turned America, turned the United States into an international naval power, what we would today call a, a, a superpower. Until that time, they were, let's say, people were cognizant of them, but not impressed. But Spain was an old country, an old power, and for America to handily defeat it, um, was a thing. Was a thing at the time. Very, very important thing.
0: And j- just um, to just to give so, people an idea here, we're talking about 1898 when this took place. Go ahead.
1: I, I did say that. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, Spanish American War, 1898. Theodore Roosevelt, Rough Riders. People are probably familiar with the basics. The b- main point is remember the main and the main today. Most historians that I'm familiar with believe that it was a so-called false flag operation, in other words, it was a, it, was an, a, a it, it is claimed today, and I had, I personally do not have an opinion one way or the other, that it was not the Spanish that sunk it, but actually America itself sunk it. And as I said, I have no opinion about that, that's not relevant. What is relevant today is, are we seeing this about the same kind of a thing about to happen in Yemen? Remember. <clears throat> Yemen is not really the problem. The problem is Iran. In other words, what most people are aware of, most people, is that the the, the so-called Houthis, they don't really decide for themselves basically anything. They're told what to do and they do it. They're sandaled goat herds under the best of conditions, the, 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 there's almost no one there who has a literacy rate at, the, at, a, at a third grade level, and I mean that quite literally. Um, the, the, is, these are not the folks that can operate ballistic missiles or drones or anything of that sort, no matter how much training they may, may or may not get from the Iranians. The people who are operating these major weapon systems are Iranians, not Houthis. They, they're, they're, the Houthis are, are a cover. Uh, um, uh, but but the but the Iranians are actually, are the ones who are actually firing the missiles. Now, Americus Caligula. And I'm I'm full of um, of historical uh, 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 connotations today. America's Caligula. Caligula. For people who are not familiar, was the uh, was was a, a Roman emperor uh, in, in early empire uh, after the the first emperors after uh, Julius and Augustus and Tiberius. Blah blah blah. Uh, along came Caligula. Caligula was was a madman. He was a, an emperor for about half a year, and then he was assassinated because no one could could stomach his assassination because he was simply sick. I mean, he was literally insane. So they, they I think he slept
0: with his sister, um, didn't he? Sleep with his sister or something? Well, that's debated. That that could be. It could be. It's okay. not. It's not clear. He, and Before he was those, very paranoid, crazy, thinking that people were going to assassinate him to. Yeah, okay, go ahead.
1: Which actually, in that one, he was correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was the Praetorian Guard that assassinated him, and uh, there, was, there was probably nobody that was sorry about that, except maybe his horse. His horse might have been sorry about him. His horse was to be made a, 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 high, uh, a high-ranking Roman. But again, the guy was sick. I mean, there's, not, there's nothing to gloat about on, on Roman columbia. What, what bothers me is America's columbia, because clearly this the present American president president the present present American president is clearly the weakest and the worst president the United States has ever had i think that's obvious now some set, some um, um uh, uh surveys have given him a single digit approval rating that has never happened in american history as far as i'm aware so what are the what are these biden likes what are the biden people what are the Biden Blinken the Blinken Fools of various of various colors what are they going to do to get out of it are they going to pull or remember the main or is that what is that what we need to be aware of that somebody's going to do something to kill off a few thousand american servicemen servicemen and women you we need to say today we don't we don't, of course i'm not making a prediction i don't know the answer but i'm saying that this is an extremely plausible um uh, uh, question to ask right now, and I'm far from the only one asking this question. Now, Iran has been um, shooting at Americans, has been killing Americans, has been uh, 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 injuring Americans. Remember uh, uh, um, uh, 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 Iran, Hezbollah, and et have already killed many, many hundreds of Americans till now. And of course, America just simply tries to ignore it, and Biden particularly. There have been some hundred and forty attacks in Iraq and Syria against American servicemen um, and basically no reaction from the United States. Um, the the Persian Aryans view the Arabs as simply use and dispose the disposables. they're not people that really count. They're barely people in part that, as far Lincoln They they despise the Jews, but they but the Arabs are worse in that sense. The Jews are not disposable; they're just simply made to be killed. But the the Arabs are simply the the the, the Kleenex; they're they just you know you sort of wipe your nose and throw them away. That's that's the Arabs in terms of the uh, in terms of the uh, Persians in terms of the. Uh, and remember, Persia today is basically an empire, albeit oh, a very small one, but it's an empire, nonetheless, where more than fifty percent of the population are non-Arians are non-Persians. So, all the others are basically simply conquered peoples, whether it's the Arabs in the uh, southwest part of uh, Persia, of uh, Iran, or the Baluchs, or the uh, Azeris, or the Kurds, or the Turkmenistans, and etc., etc., etc. There are many various people there. It's not nice to say, but in 2024, nobody views the United States of having. Any sense of deterrence at all? The word deterrence is a joke throughout the Middle East today, particularly after this last visit of Blinken, where he made a complete fool of himself. Um, and then he went and spoke at the in, in Davos at the um, at the World Economic Conference, and again made a complete fool of himself. Um, basically, the United States now is a used teabag. Nobody on the world stage feels it, even as the Defense Secretary. Shows Biden how much he counts. I, I he was I'll, for several weeks, and did even bother to tell Biden?
0: I'll, but, uh, but in here and say that even Netanyahu is get, is not getting so afraid of uh, of Biden anymore. That he was able, Biden. he's backtracking. But you know, I, I want people to understand that when Blinken. Apparently said that you can't win the war with with the Hamas, so you're going to have to like settle. You're going to have to have a a a Palestinian state, and Prime Minister Netanyahu reportedly said there will be no Palestinian state here, and we're going to have a decisive victory. And then there was a bit of a backtrack, and then a bit of a not backtrack again. But just the now again, I want to say one cannot trust politicians certainly not but the fact that he even said it uh is a very positive sign in my eyes and i think that we should continue whether we agree with our politicians or leadership or not and you know i have a lot to say about leadership uh we should we should pray for the wisdom that they have the wisdom and the courage to do what needs to be done and i'll leave it there go ahead we, you know,
1: <clears throat> that's always the case. Even if our even if our, um, uh, our politicians were ideal, and they never have been, uh, every at any time in history, politicians have never been ideal. They've always been politicians. Politicians means that, among other things, you have to get along. You have to somehow make things happen. So, <clears throat> um, uh, 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 this week, for the first time in a very very long time, Iran openly how should I say, it opened its hard hand, it openly attacked directly Pakistan, it attacked in Kurdistan, it attacked in Iraq, it attacked in Yemen, and attacked in Oman. In Erbil, uh, 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 Kurdistan, they attacked, they, they, they attacked a fictitious Mossad base, again, everybody's kind of laughing at the Persians because, I mean, you know, Iran attacked an, a, 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 what they came to be a major Mossad base in, in Erbil, I mean, Really? Half of Iraq is conquered. Iran wants it all. Their demands basically are that they will have total control over the entire Middle East. That's their objective. They said it thousands of times. But you know, when, when when the Iranians attack and they kill hundreds or thousands of Arab children, It's not even reported in any Western newspaper. Nothing. You know, the the expression is no Jews, no news. The Iranians can kill Arabs, and that's fine. The Iranians can kill children, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Nope. No problem. Um, Irg officers openly operating in Yemen, as I said before, there are no Houthi capabilities. They just don't exist. Dr. Eddie Cohen, one of the leading um, uh, um, um, Arab... Arabist researchers here in the country said, and I quote, the Biden administration has destroyed the Middle East. One of the very, very strong sentiments that I've heard over the over the, the, the recent past. Very strongly worded. And that's out of the ordinary because Eddie Cohen is not somebody who makes rash statements. He's an extraordinarily smart individual. Um the RGC, as I said, directly attacking U.S. forces in Iraq, no longer just a proxies. The RGC itself is attacking, and again, the United States has no reaction at all. Iran is clearly at war with the United States, while the United States is at war with itself. Under Trump, Iran was pumping 200,000 barrels of oil a day, and now sell nearly 4 million barrels a day. Twenty times the amount. And now another ref- another front is opening or reopening to Biden's imbecility. North Korea fired two hundred artillery shells at South Korea. Remember that but, but Trump, what Trump what, what Trump was going about doing little little Rocket Man. Yeah. Um, he didn't dare fire any any fire any any artillery shells at South Korea during Trump's time. U.S. Steel used to be the number one steel company in the world. It's now been auctioned off like a discarded toy. The U.S. military has the highest budget ever, a staggering $886 billion, and is the smallest, relatively speaking, since the Revolutionary War. That's unbelievable. Eight and a half percent reduction in the size of the military since America Caligula came to power. Society is breaking down massively across all sections, or all across the West, not just in the United States. Fat, complacent, drug addled, self obsessed, socially disconnected, no family or other values, coupled with educational collapse. Basically, Biden scratches his, <clears throat> while uh, 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 um, lacking the brain power to speak even lucidly. question needs to be asked now does the United States still exist and I did not by chance begin with the story of the, of the uh, Spanish American War when America became a global power is America still a global power today or is it a bluff based on past um, fame I don't know what to call it and I don't know how to answer that but I think America's Caliglio does know how to answer it he's destroying America He's fundamentally transforming America as his former boss promised. And I think Americans need to start to make some serious, serious decision-making. I'm not talking about who you should vote for. That's not my purview. I don't have a right to make a statement like that. I can express my own opinions, but not advise you on what to vote. But I would say that Americans need to decide if they really desire to have a country anymore. This is not funny anymore, not even a little bit.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Let's with, with that. Let's go a little bit about the national status of the United States. We previously I talked about outside, now look like an inside a little bit. Since the two thousand eight downturn, the United States printed and deficited twenty seven point two trillion dollars. That's 1.6 times its GDP, 14 years of stimulus. I don't know why they still call that stimulus, but anyway, U.S. demographic peaked in 2007. In September, just to give a couple of basic facts here, September 23, 2023, there's $33 trillion in U.S. debt, January 2024, $34 $34 trillion in, in US debt. Four months, a trillion dollars. Four months, a trillion dollars. How do you even comprehend those numbers? <coughs> How can that not scare anybody? I won't go into the, 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 the spending things that, I mean, everybody's talking about that, that's clear. I will start a question here, that I do not know how to answer, and I say this ahead of time. Okay. Is there a reason today for Bitcoin and the others like it to still exist? The only clear thing that they're used for today is tax avoidance and funding terrorism. I don't think that all of these so-called cryptocurrencies are a healthy uh, sign of what's happening in, in the economy, in the world economy today. Almost every major economy in the world is either in recession already or on the verge of a recession. Germany is well into recession. Britain and Japan are on the cusp of a recession. China doesn't talk about a recession, but you can't really rely on their data in any case. But they've reduced their, even according to their data, their phenomenally optimistic data, their growth rate has dropped from 9% 9% to 4% according to them.
0: Well, I think we need to know it- I think we need to know what are the pluses of having digital currency if it's a way to be able to be more free then I would lean to letting it be an option for people, but if everything's going to go digital and there's going to be no cash anymore, I'm totally against that. Because then you're under complete control. You can lose your money with just a a, a, a key pushed on, on a keyboard. Oh,
1: if you're if right you understand, you're supposed to say a mouse, not a key push.
0: <laughs> All right, however, however you want to say it, but I'm I, I so it, it, there's merit. I I'm really one that believes in uh, less government. And, uh, I mean, government can be good, and we need it. We do need it, but we don't need it in our kishkas, in our, in our guts. We don't need it so deep inside of us. Government is there to defend us, to provide certain services, etc. But other than that, I would say it needs to be really cut back. But, okay, we're getting off course. Let's let's keep going on to your topics.
1: No, we're not getting off course at all. I think you're completely correct, and I think it's extraordinarily relevant. These are very poignant points. And I think the world basically is proving you to be correct right now. The question is, can we as individuals do anything about it? And that's a larger question. Well, I America think I 750,000 new buildings built in, since 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 uh, the, the highest since in, in its past year, the highest since 1974. Anyone who's watching China knows that China has so many new buildings that the entire economy is crashing. Is this going to have the same kind of effect in the United States? We don't know. But the quantity of new buildings right now in the United States is phenomenal. And there's no reason for it that anyone can, ex- can explain. As I said, the population is shrinking. The American population is shrinking. Um, uh, even with the, uh, the, the tremendous um, uh, influx of people uh, uh, through the American Swiss cheese, Um, And the the, the commercial real estate basically has been selling now for 10 cents on the dollar, in many cases. Most major banks, US banks use real estate as primarily collateral for their loan portfolios. If they take large write-offs on this, how does that affect bank stability? We do not know the answer to those questions. We do know that this is not healthy right now. Despite um, uh, 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 Janice Yellen, who has a phenomenal record for um, uh, 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 predictions, as everyone knows, um, the direction of the American economy is unsure right now. The level of uncertainty is very large, and. Uh, uh, different aspect of what's going on with the United States. The United States has certain intelligence capabilities. It has 18 intelligence organizations right now. Everybody's familiar with the uh, CIA, the FBI. Many are familiar with the NSA, blah, blah, blah. Well, there are 18 organizations like that. The spending on, uh, on on intelligence capabilities in the, for, by the United States government is the highest it's ever been in its history. And they never get anything right. Show me one case where U.S. intelligence has got it right. In the, basically in the last fifty years, remember everybody the uh, WMDs in Iraq. Everybody remember that?
0: I remember that. Well, they're speaking of Russia, Charlie, I remember. That. And even when they were <laughs> claiming it, I w- I was very doubtful. <laughs> And if you looked and saw what was happening around the world, you realize that it was very doubtful that there are ulterior motives in order to get America into fighting Iraq, when it was supposedly uh, bin Laden who attacked the United States on on uh, September 11th. But now they're fighting Saddam Hussein. How does that go together? And I won't go into that because that's that's really well, digressing. A mild
1: way to, to excuse that, I mean, you can say that Saddam Hussein was indeed supporting Bin Laden. How critical that support was is still debated, but there was some level of support. He but we, his, but Iraqis we also know that,
0: khabbas. but we also know that he was that uh, Saddam Hussein was threatening to not use the dollar anymore with the trade in oil, and that was going to that was a no-no for america.
1: Well, of course, I mean that's that's why they killed that's why they killed Gaddafi as well. We've spoken about that several times in the past. Any mm. uh, anytime any of these um so-called oil, oil magnates, is that the word? got a bit uppity, he was put away. <clears throat> so whether we're speaking of Russia, the Middle East, Africa, or indeed anywhere, US intel is basically Consistent, consistently incorrect. The predictions are delusions based chiefly upon arrogance. We've seen it this past week. We saw Blinken, who can, can, can only be described as a Blinken fool, actually had the effrontery to tell the, the prime minister here that you can't win the war as if he knows anything, anything about a war or about anything else. Remember, Blinken has never had a job. How do you put somebody in as the secretary of state? I'm
0: going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you. And I'm going to say that Anthony Blinken is absolutely correct that we cannot win the war with Hamas. But I'm going to fill in the blank the way that we're being told by the Biden administration, to fight it. When we are giving humanitarian aid to the enemy, it's like giving Hitler and the Nazis and ISIS humanitarian aid and fueling them as well, and then you want to try to win this war. Of course you can't win a war like that.
1: You're not wrong. I certainly won't won't contradict you. Uh, I, I agree with you completely. However, I will say that even with that filth, even with that enormous stupidity even with that evil
0: we're still going to win the war. Yes, we will win the war but not fighting but not okay, so, not as so, effectively. So that we
1: can't win it is not correct. Okay, we you're can, right. It's a lot harder.
0: If we keep it's fighting this way it's going to be it's gonna, it's a war of attrition already and then you've lost it. Basically, but is Israel going to be destroyed? No, we know how it ends. We know how it ends because we read the Torah. We read the Bible. And so we know how it ends. However, the question is, how how many hits do we have to take? What's the cost going to be? That's what the question is. But saying that again, I just want to say that Blinken... The, the way that the Biden, Biden administration is coming into our cabinet, I think you mentioned this in a, in a show uh, one, one or two weeks ago, telling our cabinet what we're going to do. It's unheard of. Unheard of. But go well, ahead. Well,
1: actually, not actually. There is a precedent for that. And people, are, people are, don't, don't remember this, but uh, 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 what was her name? Condoleezza Rice also tried to do that. And she was basically thrown out of the country. Cursing and speaking very undiplomatically, but um, she tried to do that. She does, they're just, they're, for some reason, they're more tolerant of Blinken. I don't know why. They were not tolerant of come to
0: Well, I remember her coming to the region here and, and twisting our arm to make a ceasefire. I don't remember us. Uh, I don't remember her leaving frustrated because we did make a ceasefire, as I recall. But I could be wrong. But let's go to the next topic.
1: Oh, it was a lot more than just a ceasefire. It was a lot more. It was lot, must be on that. Anyway. Okay. Um, anyway, in terms, of, in terms of, uh, of, of intel accuracy, I mean, uh, I follow, for instance, the, the CIA has a public database of, of uh, demographic and other data con- uh, concerning countries. I follow what they write about Israel. It's all a lie. Everything they wrote there, everything on there, all of the data that they show are lies. All of it it's ridiculous because this is the data used by policymakers across the United States. Even those who are in favor of Israel, they don't know any better. I mean, there's no reason why, why, I don't know, Ted Cruz should say the CIA is lying to me. But they are. They're, they're aware that they're lying, and they're, they lie intentionally and consistently, always. And I'm not talking about one or two percent difference. I'm talking about tens of percent very very large difference okay empires die from the sick from this kind of sickness that's what history teaches us empires die from being miseducated by the by the rulers not knowing what they're doing that's how empires die Oh, let's get to an, uh, uh, an almost amusing uh, report that I have for you here. Almost amusing. Okay. <clears throat> I call it normalized massacres, and I'll tell you in a moment what, what I'm talking about. Um, a person with a Mohammed al Kurd, who quoted a Palestinian activist, he made a statement, and I will quote it in just a moment. First of all, we need to understand, he is not Palestinian, and he is not an activist. He's a liar. His name is Al-Kurd. He's a Kurdish person.
0: Obviously Kurdish. He's not Palestinian. Just like Yasser Arafat anybody, was not Palestinian. He was an Egyptian. Yes,
1: he was, but at least he didn't take it... Uh, uh, he didn't... He didn't uh, 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 it, it wasn't quite so public. I and mean, this guy's name is Kurd. And he's obviously a liar. Arafat, you, know, you have to actually scratch a little bit to find to find his lies. I mean... It wasn't quite that trivial. Anyway, he said, and I'm quoting now, I dare you to look into the eyes of a Gazan child and tell him you tried your best. Our day will come, but we must not be complacent. Our day will come, but we must must normalize massacres as a status quo. Isn't that a nice statement? We must normalize massacres. Indeed, that day will come. We all know that. You just said that very, very plainly that the Torah has told us that. And and we, we, we actually see these things happening every day. When the entire world will comprehend that everything they say and do is lies. He further said, after he lied about the previous statement, this statement was publicly stated in a public forum. And then he lied and said he was misquoted. But in his next statement, which he said just two days later, he said, and I quote again, Zionism is apartheid, it's genocide, it's murder, it's racist ideology rooted in settler expansion and racial domination, and we must root it out of the world. We must de-Zionize because Zionism is a death cult. Zionism is indefensible. Obviously, he knows nothing about Zionism because Zionism has nothing whatever to do with any of the things that he said. Let's look at actual facts, Okay. World data, not looking at anything that is published by nefarious people, apparently. This is people who are in favor of the Palestinians. According to the World Data Bank, from 1990 to 2022, the Palestinian population grew from 2 million to 5 million. In Gaza, it grew from 245,000 to 2.1 million. So according to this to this liar, genocide Cause the population of Gaza to triple. If anybody doesn't understand English, that is physically impossible. So that's where the, the, the this, this Muhammad al Quds comes up with the idea of normalizing massacres. Really strange.
0: But just like Come you said, control. if it's not about Jews, how did you say it? If it's not about Jews, it's not news? Well, no Jews, no news. <laughs> no Jews, no news. Okay, so if a, if a Jew had said that, that we have to normalize massacres, it would be over every single network around the world with the talking heads playing that, that quote over and over again. But oh, Of course. Okay.
1: Of course. The Hamas-controlled Ministry of Health claims that, uh, quote, at least 25,000 dead Gazans. Okay, there's no way to verify the the, the Hamas figures. They they they, they constantly will lie. Anybody with a with a with a working cortex knows this. Moreover, at least nine thousand of those who are active combatants, active, not supporters, actively shooting. While an additional ten thousand were killed by Hamas, mostly by misfired rockets and etc but they blame it on Israeli kids. Meaning the ratio of civilians to combatant deaths of Palestinians is 16 to 9. That's, historically, that's the lowest ratio of, of civilians to combatants in warfare history since warfare has been, um, uh, since these numbers have been recorded. Lowest ever. No modern army has ever achieved anything like this. According to the United Nations, Again, not a, 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 a body that particularly likes Israel. All wars since World War II, the civilian combatant ratio is 9 to 1. In Iraq, the Americans were more successful as was 3 to 1. Again, civilians to combatants. Three times more civilians killed by America than combatants. Israel has achieved... Sixteen to nine, lowest in all of warfare history ever.
0: Details, details. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, what can I say?
1: <laughs> so, anytime any if 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 any of our, if any of our Israel supporters are are. In a sort of a discussion about these things, and they come up, somebody comes up to them and says, 25,000 dead guys. Well, this, you now know what the, what the actual facts are.
0: Yeah, you know. Uh,
1: know 25,000 is in any way correct. And if it is, the vast majority of them were killed by, by um, uh, Hamas, not by Israel.
0: And Hamas, by turning their guns on their own people, and by Hamas shooting rockets that fall short—that shooting rockets at us that fall short in Gaza and kill their own people—and then they blame us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I need people the, the, the to understand that. cute thing that was published
1: just last week—I don't know if you saw it tomorrow—really cute. Um, yeah, there's this concept that bandied around all the time by the by the uh, UN at the uh, uh, at the United Nations that they talk about. Settler violence. You know what the definition of settler violence is tomorrow. What's the definition of settler violence? Okay, if, if 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 a settler is walking down a street, say, let's say, and he sees a a goat herd and throws a rock at that goat herd, that's settler violence. Okay, we can accept that. Settler violence. But if the same Israeli is walking down a street and the goat herd. Throws a rock at him, that's also settler violence. See, settler violence is not violence by settlers. It's any violence in which a settler is involved, regardless of who violence from of, of A to B or B to A. It is all settler violence according to the United Nations. Isn't that creative? Aren't they marvelously creative?
0: If it wasn't so pathetic, it would be hilarious. Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking like there's just n- not, no response to it at all, so I I'm not getting that no, response.
1: I, I respond to that. Just, you know, it's, it's well beyond stupidity, of course. But, but okay. The value of agreements. People used to recall recent history. The state of Israel has had official relations with Lebanon, Mauritania, Tunis, and Qatar. All, all of them official diplomatic representation during the 1990s. So along comes this blinking fool and says, oh, all we need to do, and he actually said this in the in World Economic Forum and Devos this last week, all we need to do is make two states west of the Jordan River and all the problems will be solved. He actually said that. In case you're wondering why they call him a blinking fool, and then I'm being too polite.
0: If anybody wants, I'll so, send them a video that I just saw actually today. By chance, you know how they give you all these options on the right-hand column of other videos to watch, and there was one there where they're asking Arabs if um, ha- how they would solve this Gazan war, and you hear what the Arabs are saying in all different parts of the region <laughs> here, and... Uh, they're all saying th- there is no answer. The Jews have to leave. This is our land. You can't have two people living here. No two-state solution, nothing. I, I, and if you're interested in seeing it, I'll, you can write me Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and I will send you that video. Go ahead.
1: It, it, it's important what you just said, Tamar, because no Arab leader, I repeat, no arab leader has ever agreed to what the united states calls its two-state solution never ever it is purely an american fiction that everybody in the world laughs at it's stupid nobody agrees to it nobody really agrees to it no arab agrees to it no arab leader agrees to it nobody agrees to it except the americans are playing, playing pussy with themselves The Sadat agreement. Sadat had an agreement with Israel, right? Everybody knows that. There's a there's a peace treaty with Egypt. That's a lie, by the way. There is no peace treaty. There's a ceasefire agreement with Egypt, but nobody reads actually what's actually written there. Okay. So there's a peace treaty with Egypt. Sadat agreement was signed by him under a fatwa from Al Azhar, the 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 leading Sunni university in the world, which officially stated, and again, anyone can look it up. It's not you know, it's not me saying this. Officially stated that the agreement had value only, very strongly capitalized word, only until Egypt could militarily defeat Israel in war. That was the validity of the agreement between um, uh, the Sadat government and, uh, and the state of Israel, on which the so-called um, Egyptian peace treaty is based. In the Middle East, the expression, paper is cheap. I think in America, they say talk is cheap, but here the paper is cheap. No sane person in the Middle East gives any physical asset for paper. Of course, Yair Lapid did, but I said sane people. So forget about that. Hmm. This even includes the leftist voters of Yeshatid, And it's not chance that I said, I remind people of, of, of Yair Lapid. Sixty-one percent of Yeshatid voters say to encourage voluntary emigration of Palestinians from Gaza. Sixty-one percent.
0: Okay, Yeshatid is a political party here in Israel. Literally, it means there is a future, and it was headed and is headed by Yair Lapid, who is in the opposition government. It
1: was the head of the opposition actually? Yeah. On Gons- the Gantz voters, the 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 party that's, Somehow a part of the present government, unfortunately. Voluntary emigration is supported by seventy-one percent.
0: And just so Thanks. people understand what what voluntary emigration is, it means that the it would the the Arabs would be given compensation for their homes and starting money, etc., to go make uh, build a, a, a new life You're
1: misstating, you're, you're go
0: misstating ahead. it.
1: I'm sorry.
0: Okay, go ahead. Correct voluntary me there. Voluntary
1: immigration means that they're allowed to leave. The present situation is that Gazans are not respected enough to allow them to leave Gaza. Forget about their compensation. Are they allowed, are they free to leave the Gaza Strip or not? That's voluntary immigration. Today, in order for them to leave, not today, for the last decade, for Gazans to leave Gaza and 300,000 have, they need to pay Hamas a very large sum of money. It's a criminal organization. It's the same thing as the as the cartels in, 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 in Mexico.
0: Okay. You want to leave you have to pay. I'm you can't talking pay? on you you can't have leave? okay I'm talking on Israel's side though. Because they would never okay. let them take compensation and leave. They would kill them first. <laughs> no, no. They, 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 and they not, do not, by the way, not, if if any Arab you. is uh is caught selling their home or property to a Jew, they're put on a hit list. Oh, oh that, not, not you're talking about uh, Judea, Judea and Samaria. Not I'm talking. Gotham. I'm talking every, I'm talking everywhere over here in, in the re, in the region here. You, you yes. just, it's yep. not acceptable. You can't do it. They they will kill you. That okay, correct. that's correct.
1: That has been correct now for many 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 years.
0: We have around 15 more minutes, and I'm not sure what topic because some of them segue into each other. Where we are okay what
1: we have left is what I call cynical humor okay and it never seems to amaze me how America utterly disdains and hates
0: democracy America, America define America democracy. here you need to the, define the that States, the, government. the government okay yes. not the American We're people all, the American well, I, people do value democracy sorry the I, we have to make a differenti- differentiation between um, th- uh, the the government and the people.
1: You're correct. I'm sorry. You're right. absolutely correct. Yes. Uh, so I shouldn't say America. I should say America's. Or the, the and I'm not talking about just, the, just the Biden maladministration. This goes back for a long time. I mean, we all know that that uh, under um, under uh, 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 Obambi. Um, uh, uh, their, the American State Department spent 140 million dollars to try to unseat Netanyahu, and they failed. They continually failed. They failed, and they failed, and they failed, and they failed. But they still, they still keep on doing it, and they will. They, they, they're now trying again to unseat Netanyahu, actively working against the democratically elected government of the of the state of Israel. Correct. And nobody seems to care and American. Americans aren't a, Americans aren't aware that they're going to do this.
0: Mm. We have a caller. Uh, uh,
1: uh.
0: Oh, we do. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't know. This. Yes, it's all right. Okay. We have uh, Will joining us from the occupied territories of Illinois. Hi. Hi there, Will. <laughs>
2: I love how you put that, absolutely. (laughs) I'm in the red part of the state, though. Okay. (laughs) We're still conservative here.
0: Okay. What's what's your comment or question?
2: Yeah, I have learned so much from listening to you, um, uh, doctor, and also from you, Tamar. Um, Absolutely. Just wanted to let you know that uh, there are Christians here who are praying for Israel, not taken in by the propaganda of uh, Hamas. Um, Anyways. I just wanted to ask, um, are you familiar with the uh, Telegram app um, where you can—it's um, its free app. That, that's how I found uh, some really interesting teachers, uh, Joel C. Rosenberg among them, made Aliyah to um, the—oh, uh, I can't remember. He's got uh, sons, I believe, in the IDF, and tomorrow, my heart goes out to you with your sons being in the IDF. Thank you. But Dr. McNachem, you're right, um, Caligula. But there are others who are pulling the strings. And, um, yeah, he uh, Biden um, is a puppet. Um, those of us who are paying attention um, realize that uh, it, it's the third term of uh, Barack Obama, that Barack Obama promised to arm America. We're seeing it happen. Uh, bear with me. I'd say just as. believe that the Civil War was God's judgment upon the United States for slavery. What we're seeing now is God's judgment as um, there is no America to be found in in the Bible, the greatest superpower in the world. Um, Tulsi Rosenberg uh, is one. Amir Sarfati has another one that I follow on Telegram, uh, former major in the idea. Perhaps you're familiar with him. Anyways, um, just to tie up some of those. Um, it, it's a biblical um, view of the world, what Joel C. Rosenberg refers to as the third lens. And, um, and I just, like I said, I just uh, learned so much uh, from listening to you. And um, Yeshua, I, I don't know who he is to you, but um, there's a reason why uh, I hope for America still and I believe that that God has been revealing to us that, like he said, tomorrow, salvation is not going to come on Air Force One. Um, And uh, God has certainly kept his promises to the nation of Israel, and that's why America has been so blessed that she could be a Blessing to the
0: nations. And, well, I want to anyways, say may America continue to be blessed. Uh, I know there are so many good American people and so many decent American people. God bless them all. Yeah. And and uh, I don't want to thank you for your call. Well, thank you very much yeah. for calling in. Yeah.
2: You have blessed
0: day. Take care. Okay, we love listening from uh, hearing from our listeners. All right, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. I, I have
1: to comment on what Will just said. You know, the um, our, the United States as a country, I, 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 I maybe. Slightly exaggerating here, but it began with an act by its first president, George Washington. And one of his first acts as president was to ensure the um, well-being of the Jewish population of the United States. That's not a small act. That's not something that just happened. It's not something that had no effect upon the on, upon the United States. Well, you're absolutely right. What you're saying,
0: and people and this were in
1: the history of the United States since the very beginning.
0: People who want to study the uh, the beginning of of uh, the, the the Revolutionary War can go and find out about Chaim Solomon, who was a Jewish American who had uh, helped fund the war, gave money to Washington to George Washington to be, to help fund the war, and uh, unfortunately he I think he ended up in debtor's prison. Uh, he went ba- he finally went bankrupt. But uh, there's a whole story behind it and the, and the dollar bill, etc. Very interesting stuff. But that's an aside. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, there's all sorts of things. Uh, One of my favorite um, stories, uh, uh, historical stories about America, about the United States, is the story of uh, Ulysses Grant, who famously issued his um, uh, 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 when he was the um, during the Civil War, he was I think it was in 1863, he issued the uh, proclamation to expel all Jews from Tennessee and then three days later, Lincoln uh, 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 canceled that order and then when um, Mrs. Grant was president. He was the, he the first Christian leader in the history of Christianity to publicly acknowledge that he made an error and to apologize for what he did to the Jews. And I think that's extraordinary. And it takes an enormous amount of courage for, an, for a leader to admit to an error an error of judgment or an error of, of, of moral judgment. And America has done this more than once. And I think these are these are extraordinary people. When you talk about Washington, or you talk about Grant, these are people that
0: should be studied and admired. You, you know, I was uh, I was watching an old movie for, that was made in nineteen forty with Errol Flynn, Ronald Reagan when he was an actor, and Olivia de Havilland, and it was called the Santa Fe Santa Fe Trail, and. Um, it was so unpolitically correct because they were debating, uh, they, they were talking about John Brown, who was the, an abolitionist, and they were talking about the slave, the slave uh, situation in, in the United States and between the North. This was, just took place, the story took place right before the Civil War. And if anybody's interested, it's, the movie's been colorized, so it's tolerable for a lot of people who can't tolerate black and white movies. But uh, interesting to see. Okay,
1: uh, okay, let's end these things on just one comment that I, that I have here. The, 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 the United States government has decided to exact sanctions upon the Houthis, which, as I said, is a ridiculous idea because Houthis don't really do anything. However, the United States Treasury Department proposes to authorize, and I quote, transactions related to refined petroleum products in Yemen involving Ansrala. Ansarallah is the official name of the Houthis. In other words, Houthis are sanctioned, except they're not. Meaning? This is this is this is the way this is the way the, the these people Biden, Blinken, and and etc. And there are so many names that are just just can roll off the tongue and can roll off anything else you want as well. Any harebrained knows that Yemen is so utterly primitive and poor that humanitarian exemptions for energy transactions in Yemen are nonsense. The entire country is the poorest country on the Asian continent, the largest continent on the planet.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're not dangerous just because they're poor and and uneducated.
1: Well, again, what does it mean that they're dangerous? Again, I, I will claim, and I've claimed it many times, the Houthis aren't really doing anything. They're not capable of doing anything. It's Iran. It's not the Houthis. Yes, the they're Houthis a proxy of Iran. Houthis. That's all. Just, just, you know, just a fig leaf used by Iran once again to basically CYA. Yeah. And, and, and the world falls for it because, as I said before, as we've both said several times now, No Jews, no news. Right. If if they can do it, then why not? Why Why shouldn't they get away with it? When Ronald Reagan was president, the Iranians did one attack, one, on an American warship, and America went in, within eight hours, sank half of the Iranian Navy. Now, there have been 140 attacks against land-based American positions, And many, many tens of attacks against American ships and shipping, including warships, American naval vessels. And the United States has basically done, basically tickled them. Nothing of value.
0: Do you want to say something about uh, the 107th day now that we're in war with uh, the Hamas
1: well, it's it's hard to actually say something that's 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 relevant. Um, um, I always say the following: leading up before the war, before the war began, let's say the last uh, uh, six to eight months before the October seventh attack, every so-called pundit or military expert in the blah blah in, in 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 the United States and the NATO was saying. If Israel goes to war with Hamas, Israel will lose between five and 700 soldiers every single week. Well, thank God, they were all very, very, very wrong.
0: Really? really, thank God. Our
1: losses have been horrible, but we haven't yet lost 500, not only in a week, in 107
0: days. Well... If you count the, uh, on October 7th when a lot of soldiers were massacred, so we were over 500. But in any case, you know, we've it's lost.
1: Not, that, that's not in battle. That's not the same
0: thing. Right. It's not in battle. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's if, if you add what happened on October 7th. But I want to say this is that we've already lost more soldiers than there are kidnapped uh, being held by the Hamas still. And it's a big issue. You know, uh, there is a woman named, uh, I'll just give you the initials because I don't want to, I think it's a woman. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Um, it looks like, I'm not familiar with the first name. might <laughs> be a boy's name or a girl's name. I'm not sure. I, I assumed it was a woman. But in any case, they write here, uh, L.R. is the are the initials, so you'll know who I'm talking about. They wrote in, and I don't like to give names unless I have permission from listeners, but the, they, they write in, the other matter I want to mention is about the hostages. I find it difficult to believe that after all this time, the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces, have been unable to locate them, either themselves or in league with the locals, some of whom must know and can easily be bribed no matter their feelings towards Jews so I just want to stop here for a second and just say that the tunnel system goes on for kilometers and kilometers and kilometers and kilometers and these hostages are being moved so it's not so easy to find them can we do a better job of finding them I would say absolutely I would agree with the with this uh, listener who's writing in Uh, because if if we keep feeding the Hamas and giving this quote-unquote humanitarian aid to these monsters and giving them fuel and fueling them so they can remain in the tunnels. Why do they need the fuel? They need the fuel to aerate the tunnels so they can stay down there. Then they they can last longer. And what the word is uh, now is that with Israel pulling out a lot of its soldiers now from Gaza that the Hamas is being told stay in the tunnels you can come out, shoot, and then right back in again, like it's like a split second. They're not even they don't even exit the tunnel. They just pop out like these jack-in-the-box toy, you know, toy wind-up things. They shoot and then they go right back in. So before a an IDF soldier can even aim his gun where he saw the terrorists popping up from. The terrorists is already back down the hole. So they're telling the terrorists, don't go out of the holes because of these tunnels, because uh, soon the war is going to be over and we need you to fight another day. Don't, you know, th- that there's a lot of pressure in Israel now to stop the war, to make a ceasefire, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what the word is that they're being told. Now, this listener goes on and writes, it's obvious that Hamas will never give up all of the hostages It is their primary playing card. At the same time, Israel has an excuse, a good one, to keep fighting for the release and keep Bibi in power. That's what they're writing there. There is some truth to what this person is writing. uh, But I think that we need to examine the situation on a deeper level and understand that it isn't so easy. Just, uh, I think it was this morning on the news, or yesterday... They were saying that they found a, a room in a tunnel that had around 20 mattresses on the floor. They were apparently 20 hostages were kept there. It was a very, very humid in there, very hard to breathe. And... Uh, they're gone now. We don't know where these hostages are. They're, they're constantly being moved around. Some of them are being killed. Uh, there's a lot of psychological warfare going on with Hamas. And uh, so Israel is in the midst of this. We're going to see what our leadership is going to do. I'm hoping, uh, again, and we have to pray for them to have the courage and the wisdom to do the right thing. And we will win this war. The, the question is, at what price? Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, one last word.
1: I, I, th- I think you're right, but I, I think it's even more difficult than you're than you're depicting. I think the, the, um, uh, uh, I think there are very, very few hostages that still remain alive, unfortunately, very few. Um, perhaps some sex slaves, but you know that's that's besides the point, so, so to speak. Because, of course, nobody in uh, nobody in Europe can be bothered bothered with a a sex slave of of Hamas. They don't. They just don't care. I should remind people that on this issue of the hostages, there is now a lawsuit here in Israel and internationally of the Israel Law Center against the International Committee of the Red Cross, who has refused to cooperate and to do anything concerning the Jewish hostages, just as they refused during the Holocaust to, to visit Jews in concentration camps and Nazi concentration camps or in British concentration camps. Um, so there's a lawsuit now going on and an interesting uh, 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 a report this morning was that the uh, Red Cross tried to find an Israeli lawyer to represent them. no Israeli lawyer agreed to represent them and lawyers as we know, are not loath to take somebody else's money. so nobody interesting, nobody agreed not one person, not one lawyer. We have more lawyers than we can afford. Um, Agreed to represent the International International Committee of the Red Cross because these are criminals. And as I've said many times in the past, I have personally, when I fought in Gaza for an entire year in 1970 during the War of Attrition, I have personally caught members of the Red Cross with contraband of all different kinds, whether they be drugs, money, and weapons. Personally viewed it myself.
0: Well, you have it there. I want to ask everybody again, uh, if you'd like to donate towards supporting the station, we have a donate button on our page. It's a bright green one on the right-hand column. And I want to thank you all for listening in. You're listening to the Tamar Yonah Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Thank you, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, for being with us, and peace to the world.